Hey friends, welcome to Everyday Mulemanship. My name is Ty Evans. Glad to have you here along with us for this Mule Tip Tuesday. I got a good one for you this week. Uh, I think it's something that you guys will be able to apply to your mulemanship or your horsemanship journey immediately, regardless of what you're working on or your level or your discipline. It's applicable, so I hope you enjoy it. And we had a lot of good interaction this week. A lot of good questions came in on the Facebook Live video that uh, this was recorded from. Uh, people asked questions about Oh, standing still when tied and pawing problems. Uh, had a question come in about a mule wanting to run down hills and what to do about it. And things to look for when you're buying mules and a whole bunch of other great questions. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Hope you enjoy this podcast. If I could ask you a favor, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It means a lot to me. And I'd love to hear from you guys as well. So be sure to leave a comment if you'd like. And uh, if you want to find out more about who we are and what we do, make sure you check out our website. we got our clinic schedule on there and our videos on there and a lot of good stuff, a lot of good information. And that website is tsmules.com. Hope you enjoy this. God bless you. Hey, friends. Hope you're doing good. <clears throat> it's uh, been a rainy day here in Sedona. I'm in Sedona, Arizona this this week and next week. And uh, anyways, for today's Meal Tip Tuesday, it's just me, my uh, better half, as other things going. So it's just me today. But uh, anyways, it's uh, it's good to be here with you again on another Tuesday, and got a couple of good stuff, a couple of good things to talk about. So um, first off, the clinic we had scheduled for Wickenburg, Arizona at the Boyd Ranch ride was canceled. That ride got canceled because of rain. And uh anyways, so did my clinics. So thank goodness I got a good friend here in Sedona where we're having our clinic next week. And uh anyway she let me come here so I got a bunch of bunch of private sessions lined up and uh some lessons and stuff lined up. So I'll be working here and riding and just hanging out with, with uh my meal I got Riata with me she's just by herself this time so anyways we'll have some fun but uh, oh this past weekend I I spent uh, the weekend with Buck Branneman down in Rio Verde Arizona and a lot of you know me and I'm always trying to do continuing education every year I go to one of Buck's clinics if I can make it and uh, he's a good mentor to me and and uh, you know I just love hanging out with people that will push you a little bit and make you work a little harder than you usually do and that's what he does for me and and uh, you know something for you guys that come to my clinics I'd, I'd rather have you guys drinking from a running stream than a stagnant pond so I'm, I'm trying to be that running stream for you guys and and uh, always trying to get better for you so so I have more to offer you at the clinics and and I can offer you guys a better person and and a better horseman, a better muleman. So it was pretty good. And uh, that kind of leads me to the tip for the week. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Buck said this to people while they're working on stuff, but it's so important to have have a, a plan A and a plan B. And you guys have heard me talk about this in the clinics too, but we always need to offer our mules a good deal. You know, every time we... Uh, Every time we ask our mules a question, we need to give them give them a good deal. Basically, we need to say please. 
and when that doesn't come through or they don't have the answers that we're looking for it's okay to firm up as needed and that's the key is as needed sometimes we do we do too much we firm up too much but if you kind of go about doing everything this way with your mules you'll get results you know you ask them ask them a question you know maybe you're asking them to back up for example ask them to back up and and you you pick up on the lead rope like I've showed you how in the clinics and you just give them a good deal and and the mules not into it well then you bring the lead rope down and you firm up and there's nothing wrong with that so long as you have one other element too you gotta have that release remember your mules will learn when you quit and so it's real important that you do that and that you be paying attention so that when they do give you the answer you can release but anyways plan A and plan B you gotta have it and you know eventually too we're, we're always trying to do a little less than uh, than now so I'm, I'm hoping that you know tomorrow when I work with my mule uh, I won't have to do as much as I did today and eventually what your plan A was that will become your new plan B and you'll have a new plan A so anyways that's my tip for you guys this week is to keep that in mind as you're working with your mules uh, have a plan A and have a plan B and stick to it you know and then try to get better try to do a little less but uh, anyways uh, looks like a lot of you are jumping on here it's good to see you on this live video today on Mule Tip Tuesday um, I'm gonna get to our live question and answer session here in a moment so if you guys have uh, questions be sure to post them on here and I'll get to them in just a little bit uh, I got plenty of time here to answer a few questions and so jump on here put them on put them in the comments and I'll get to it but I did have one question that I'll talk about right now and this was a really good question but our, our friend Deanna Russell uh, Deanna I haven't seen your name on here yet but if you pop on say hello but Deanna Russell she's up in in uh, Canada she asked about stopping flat so when you're doing when you're doing this groundwork and uh, doing some fence work and some stuff like that every time she stops the mule will just turn and face up and roll the hinds away that's not a bad thing so long as you ask for it but remember there's two ways of stopping with your groundwork there's the kind that we're talking about here where you roll the hinds around and they should face you and then there's the other kind where they should just stop flat and that's what we're that's what she's asking about she's having a hard time getting her mule to just stop flat and face up or not face up rather and so uh, one of the easiest ways to work on this is just that first method uh, or the first step rather in our halter driving where you're just sending them by you and it's clearing the front and you just send them to the left and you stop send them to the right and stop anyways your mules should be stopping flat they shouldn't be rolling the hinds unless you asked it that's two different ways of asking for it and uh, a suggestion that I gave Deanna was to do this along the fence those of you that have watched our our uh, our fence work examples you saw me send that mule by back and forth along the fence and uh, I stop them there they should stop when you stop and go when you go so Deanna that's what I would do I'd work on that uh, just stopping at the fence like that and uh, and you can practice that it and it goes back to my tip for the week you know gotta have plan A and plan B so there's two ways of working on this stop the one is you give them a chance and this is the way I prefer is you give them a chance to stop and if they don't I'll just send them through again and bring them back offer a stop if they don't stop I'll send them through again 
and basically I'm not going to firm up and not going to I'm not going to block them to the stop. Um, you can block them in the stop though. So say you send her through and the mule doesn't want to stop there, you can firm up a little bit and work on that just like we showed you uh, you know when we work on clearing the front, that very first exercise of the of the groundwork. So and if you're keeping up with our everyday mulemanship challenges, which I see a lot of names on here, I know you guys are. You guys are doing real good at that. I hope you guys are enjoying those everyday mulemanship challenges. Let me know if you are. But uh, I showed you, I can't remember if it was two weeks ago, I believe it was two weeks ago, uh, of this, the fence work and stopping them at the fence like that. And that's super valuable. So anyways, that's that covers that. I don't see any questions on here. I don't know if they're just not coming through or what. I got decent service here. But if you guys have a question, make sure you throw it up on here on the comments and let me know. I'm happy to answer them for you. And... Uh, Speaking of the everyday mulemanship challenge that we got going, hope you guys enjoyed this past one we got. We sent out here um, working from the fence and doing a little desensitizing. Desensitizing is a is a really poor word to use, but for lack of better vocabulary, my small brain, I uh, I use that word. But I don't really like to quote desensitize them. I want my mules very sensitive. Those of you that rode with me and been around me you know that I love a sensitive mule I don't want them dull I I just man these dull dead mules that they, they drive me nuts so I like a little sensitivity to them but for lack of better words I call it desensitizing from the fence and the things I used in that video if you watched it I used a flag and I used a rope and a slicker that's pretty much the extent of my quote desensitizing uh, all my mules need to be good with a rope all my mules need to be good with a slicker it doesn't rain much in Utah, but you guys know I'm always out and about doing these clinics, and it rains everywhere else, it seems like. And so my mules need to be used to a slicker. And, uh, and of course, the flag is, is great because I flag my colts and do a lot of work with the flag. So, anyways, any questions? I don't know why they're not popping up on this. I see some of your comments. I see Shannon. Good to see you. Denise Robinson, you're asking about leadership from the fence. Uh, is that a question? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, Stacy Owens, good to hear from you. She says, hi, Ty, still working on backing with Penny. She is getting better. No fainting. Good. If you guys listened to last week's Mule Tip Tuesday, we talked about Stacy's mule, Penny. That was nuts. That was crazy. That mule fainting like that. Let's see, we got Joan, Joan, Joan on here, Shannon, Lucy, Connie. It's always great to have Connie on here. Good to see you, Connie. All right, Jennifer Leach, let's see what you got here for questions. She says, my mule likes to run downhill, and I'm not sure how to slow him down. I'll be at the Salmon Clinic. Is there some way to address that? Yep, absolutely. Keep him centered, Jennifer. Um, transitions, 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 Jennifer. Lots of work. I'm always working on shifting up, shifting down. Walk, trot, lope. Uh, a lot of folks say, well, you know, I just trail ride. I don't have any use of you know loping i just trail right well when they're wanting to run downhill you better have use for it you better be able to control that so well, jennifer when you're working on just your flat work in the arena i would do a lot of transition work there i would do quite a bit of shifting up and shifting down going from a walk to a lope a lope to a walk a lope to a stop a trot to to a walk a walk to trot trot to lope shifting up shifting down getting control of that and uh, I've noticed a lot of green mules, young mules and stuff, 
when they're a little worried or they don't understand, they will want to run down a hill. They don't know how to hold themselves up. So let's say that you haven't done a very good job at these things, at preparing them and keeping them centered, and you're in the middle of it and she does run downhill. Well, when you feel that surge before they actually run off with you, Jennifer, I'll just turn them to the side. So say you're going down and you feel that surge of energy, I'll just roll the hinds downhill. So say you're going downhill, I'm going to roll the hinds with my right legs so that the hindquarters are going to go to the left and downhill I'm going to turn them sideways. I'm going to let them settle. I might pick up a soft hill. I might even back them up a little bit on the side of that hill. You can do that. I've been on some steep crap and you can stop them and turn them on the, on the hill. I've done that on, on pretty near vertical hills so there's not really much of an excuse. And then I'll go down again. Same thing. If they surge... I'm going to roll the hinds. I might alternate sides, though, so I might go left to right, left to right side. Anyways, so Jennifer, that's what I do in the middle of it. But that's not the point to answering your question. Get prepared so that they don't do it. The better control you have of uh, keeping them centered, the less likely that's going to happen. Good question. Thanks, Jennifer. All right, Elizabeth Cunningham. How would you work on lateral flexion? In a halter, he's perfect. Left, right, walk, trot, but in a bridle going to the right, I have a tough time with flexion. Uh, Elizabeth, likely you'll need to tune up on your leg. So when you're in movement and they're still pretty bracy, let your leg help you out. So working at a trot, I love to do random circles and turns at the trot. You can trot out through the sagebrush or through the arena, through the cornfield, whatever you got. Go go trot around out there and uh, use that leg and support with that leg. That'll really help you, Elizabeth. And that'll build that flexion. And, and eventually, too, with my bridle mules, I want to be able to influence that flexion with my leg. So if my right leg goes back to third gear, that ought to be able to tip that ear, tip that nose. They ought to be thinking and looking there. Hey, Diane, good to see you. Celeste, always a pleasure. Judy Smith got a question for me. All right, look what you got, Julie. Judy, excuse me. Ty, I'm still struggling with clearing the front and getting Sue to step off on the correct foot. She is now moving better to the side, but we're only getting the correct foot half the time suggestions. All right, Judy, this clearing the front thing, <clears throat> the main thing I see people making a mistake with clearing the front is that they put themselves on the side of the mule rather than letting that mule line that human up. What I mean by that is say I'm trying to clear the front, so pretend like you're looking at your mule, okay? It's right in front of you. And you're trying to clear that front to the mule's right, which is your left. Follow me on that? Well, I'm not going to walk to the right. That would put me on that side immediately. I'm actually going to walk to the left. Just So I'm just going to walk basically to the left at an angle, and I'm going to drive toward that shoulder, and I'm going to get that mule to yield to me first. If you're still having a lot of trouble getting that correct foot to reach, likely she's having a hard time just yielding to you. So I do a lot there, Judy. So hopefully that makes sense to you. And if you go back and watch the clearing the front videos, you'll see me doing that. So I want that front end to, to yield. So I'm like, again, I'm facing up to that mule. I want to clear the front to the mule's right, which is my left. I'm going to walk to my left, use that flag to drive that shoulder over, and just keep, continue to direct the mule with that left rein. Good question. Patty, good to see you. Sorry that I won't, I'm sorry I'm not going to see it at Boyd Ranch, Patty. All right, Judy, most of the rest is good. All right, let's see. Eugenia, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. 
Usually Sky's here to read these things for me. She's better at that stuff. All right, Eugenia just got a flag. Difference between desensitize and get moving and go with it. Um, I'm not sure what the question is exactly, but uh, your mule should be totally cool, or your horse, whatever you're using, should be totally cool with that flag. They shouldn't be bothered by it. But they shouldn't move just because of the flag. They should only move when you guys give them some direction. So you should have, you should build that fill in that mule so that if your leading hand, your leading rein is quiet, the mule or the horse should be quiet. They should be totally cool with the flag. At the same rate, if I give them some direction and they don't follow it, I can firm up with that flag. It's basically just reaching around there. It's an extension of my arm, and I can reach around there and just smack them on the butt or they or if they're blocking me I can block the shoulder or whatever I need to with that flag but remember every time I use that flag to drive them it's failure it's not a passing grade so anyways I hope that makes sense to you Steve good to see you cricket good to see you Mr. Jerry up in Michigan always a pleasure Tammy good to see you on here Connie's got a question Ty I have a wonderful meal here on trial I am doing the checklist challenges with him he is doing great anything else you can recommend i should do to check him out and help me make my decision good question connie uh i didn't hear about this new mule usually you tell me these things so anyways well when i get a new mule i'm just going to be myself connie that's the main thing there um i don't care so much nowadays about what the mule knows as far as maneuvers and exercises mostly because i can teach that so it really doesn't bother me but something that I look for in a mule is a lot of try and a lot of heart and a lot of interest and mental being mentally comfortable. So I want to see how quick that mule is at getting mentally comfortable. You'd learn that by applying a little bit of pressure to him and asking him questions. So you ask him these questions and, and like I said, it doesn't bother me if that mule Connie doesn't know these things. That doesn't affect me at all. But I want to see how it handles the questions that I ask. That's a that's a big big piece of the puzzle right there. Because I can, like I said, I can teach anything. I can teach anything anything if they have a good mind. Uh, but if they have a troubled mind or they're uh, they're a little worried like that, it, it's going to be quite a bit more challenging. I mean, you can look at Jolene, that mule I had last year, for example. You know, she was really worried mentally, and teaching her the moves was quite a bit more challenging because of it versus a mule that would be real quiet and real comfortable it comes quicker so you gotta decide what what that is for you you know and when i'm buying mules too uh make sure you nowadays gosh make sure you get your vet to check him out connie make sure he's healthy um you know i feel like i got a pretty good eye for health but yet i still have i'll still have a vet check him um just make sure everything's okay unless i mean you might know the person really well and might know the whole history of the mule and things are good there but i check them out anyways other than that um it's just how how you feel around that mule you need to have a little connection there you kind of got to like the mule if you're going to get something done with it good question connie all right shannon good to see you on here shannon nowak how to get a mule to stand to tie nicely my mule paws more like banging on the walls and rears he has spent the last four months learning to tie and is getting better but in split moment he seems to forget all right shannon uh my mules are tied up all the time yet once in a while they'll still paw doesn't bother me too much um 
the best thing you can do, Shannon, is just take the time it takes. So what I mean by that is go time up. Uh, you've heard me before. If you remember, I've talked about the high line before. But I love to use a high line on these mules that don't know how to stand tied nicely. I'll put them on the high line. It gives them a little bit more freedom of movement. And to the average Yahoo, they might not understand what I mean by that. What I mean is that might not make sense to the average person. They might say, well, geez, I don't want them to move. Well, I like to give my mules the freedom to go so they make the choice to stay. So the high line gives them the best opportunity for that, Shannon. When they're on the high line, they can they can move around. But the good thing about a high line is that, say, they step forward. When they step forward, that rope picks up on that halter and it rolls the hind end around. And then they might head back the other way. Picks up on the halter here, they roll the hind end around. And you'll get a lot of good stuff out of tying them to a high line. And that way they have that freedom of movement and they're not so prone just to get to pawing. As far as the actual pawing goes, the best thing you can do is get a shovel and about every half an hour go shovel that dirt back in there. You can shovel it in faster than he can paw it out. Shovel that dirt back in the hole and say go for it again mule. Come back out, let him do it again. I, I'll, I'm willing to do it over and over and over again. Pretty soon he will learn that he gets nowhere from pawing. Alright, Betsy, Alan Smith, good to see you on here. Hi Ty, Con is getting easier to back to, getting easier to back. Today, she got spooked by the dentist's bucket of tools. So we practiced opening her front and moving the circ, and moving on the circle. I think she meant clearing the front. Lots of positive reinforcement and I could see her soften. Then she walked into the stall to get her teeth floated. I kept my cool and we succeeded. Darn, these challenges are handy. Good, yep. All this little stuff, guys, it's all pieces of the puzzle. Celeste Daniels, good to see you on here. Celeste, is it possible to correct a 15-year-old mule that bolts on a lead rope? If so, how? Celeste, uh, we've talked about this bunch on previous uh, Mule Tip Tuesdays, and it seems like this question comes up every single clinic. Mules that bolt uh, on the end of a lead rope. There's just so many people out there raising mules and and uh, and starting them that, that aren't really teaching them to lead they just kind of teach them to drag teaching those mules to hang on those halters hang on those lead ropes and then it turns into the bolting thing but yes Celeste you can absolutely correct it all the time every time uh, it is a hard one I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you Celeste it's a pain it's a pain in the butt to fix one when they've learned how to bolt and it, last year bolt mule busted my wrist another bolt mule ripped my shoulder it's just a <laughs> My my knees are are shot because of these types of mules, Celeste. Uh, anyways, how do you fix it? Well, first off, it's going to take you some time. But uh, pretty much all the halter driving stuff. Get good at all the halter driving stuff that we've taught you in the clinics. Every every one of those pieces, particularly rolling the hind, rolling the front. There's one really good move that we teach in the clinics. It's the moving half circles. That's where I'm traveling straight down the arena. I send the mule to the right, roll the hind, roll the front. Send them back to the left, roll the hind, roll the front. Back and forth we go. I'm walking a straight line down the arena. That is a that is about as good as exercise as you can get to fix the bolting on the lead rope. But you got to teach them to bend. Those mules that bolt on them lead ropes, they are heavy. Uh, there's no bend in their body. They're rigid, and so you know you might have to do this in a round pen where you're not afraid of losing them because I notice another thing with people that have mules that bolt is that they're kind of scared to lose them 
and so they're they're a little worried they're like oh shoot and and so they're they're a little hesitant to do the groundwork you need to step up the groundwork and get it going good i'm going to hustle this mule and get get the hinds come across get that front come across i'm not going to be scared to do it so it might give you a little confidence less to be in a round pen where oh if he does get away from you oh who cares just get him to i'll drive him off just get him to hook on no big deal i don't care if he gets away in the round pen anyways you get it kind of going good in there and then you take it out to the arena or somewhere where a little bit bigger where you have some more room to work and do a little bit more efficient work you can't do a lot of efficient groundwork in the in the round pen for example the moving half circles there's no room to do it you get about two of them done and you're on the other side of the, of the round pen i guess unless you got a giant round pen you might but uh anyways hope that helps you celeste but it can be fixed it's never too late all right let's see regina good to see you on here regina all right uh regina says we had a mule we could not get her to lift her feet for the farrier she almost killed the farrier and the vet who came to sedate her and in the end we left her alone she was a foster mule so she's gonna she's gone to a new foster home and they have they have the same problem she was handled she just will not let her feet be touched yeah regina um i don't know if you've seen our groundwork basics dvd and then also i've made some videos about teaching the mules to lead by a foot but if this was my mule, I'd have her in the round pen, and I would take turns. I'd rope each of those feet, and I would teach her how to lead by a foot. Um, if you're not handy at roping, you can just kind of set traps to catch those feet. But nonetheless, I'm going to get a rope around her feet, around her foot, each foot, and I'm going to teach her to lead by a foot. We we show this in our Groundwork Basics DVD and a few other videos that we've kind of made in YouTube and stuff, I believe. So anyways, teach them to lead by a foot. That's that's it. That's what I do, Regina. All right, Jennifer Bronson, good to see you on here. Megan, good to see you. All right, Ken, Rebecca, nice to see you guys. All right, Emily Price, let's see what she has to say. I have most difficulty maintaining a consistent pace in both a trot and a lope in the saddle in the round pen for any decent amount of time, especially when there are distractions around. How can I work on pacing more productively? Walking is fine. Transitions are responsive. I don't know if I'm over or under directing, and that's the problem. Probably both. But within even a certain gate, I just can't seem to keep the same pace for more than two or three laps. Emily, that is an awesome question, and you will find your you are actually having problems with this at the walk. You'll be surprised. And what I mean is, is I'll work on transitions at a at a walk, a slow, medium, fast walk, Emily. And you'll notice with this mule, likely, that you're having a hard time even keeping a fast walk. It'll be difficult to do that. And so you're just building increments. Uh, I don't expect them to lope circles around the arena all day long. So you need to make a goal. You say, all right, I'm going to lope two laps around the arena. Okay, and you build that. I'm going to lope half half a lap. I'm going to trot a lap, whatever. But you build it a little at a time, and you just push a little bit more each time. And, uh, and you'll find, too, if you're having a hard time keeping them here, that they're probably pushing on you around their body. What I mean by that is when you go to ask them to stay in these gates, your legs don't mean enough, your seat doesn't mean enough, and more work at the walk, you know, rolling behind, rolling the front, doing all this, basically everything we're teaching you, you will get that mule to where it's more centered and, and more responsive to your legs and your seat and listening better. A big part of, you know, being able to maintain these speeds and basically everything we work on is just to get them in that mind frame to do so 
And if you have them in a resisting frame of mind, and then you go to working on something like this, you're gonna you're gonna fail because they're in resisting frame of mind. So work on the basics and get those things good. That's why we teach that checklist, and we go through that checklist every day, every time, no matter whether I'm on a trail ride, no matter whether I'm on a, going on a pack trip or anywhere. If you guys ride with me, you'll see me going through these this checklist throughout the whole ride. So good question. Kobe Hunt, good to see you on here. Shannon Nowak, do you recommend a Highline system? Uh, maybe she's asking a type of Highline. I just, I just, uh, just get you a rope. And there's a couple companies that sell some nice little Highline ties, little uh, rings like Outfitter Supply. Uh, give them a little plug, I guess. They they sell uh, a Highline kit you can find on there. Look them up. But just all you need is a rope and a couple rings. If you don't have rings, there's a bunch of ways to tie little loops. If you look at my buddy uh, Robert Eversall, the Trailmeister, Trailmeister.com, he's got videos on making these little high lines and these little ties and things. You might look him up. Diane Hurley is trying my patience, getting him to roll the fronts and hinds. Lateral flexion is slow as well, not advancing very quickly. I see some other donkey people with questions as well. Any comments for us lazy donkey folks? Yeah, Diane, uh, with them donkeys, you know, give them a chance to think. But I, I notice with the donkeys is that um, sometimes we give them a little too much time. And it goes back to give them a chance to answer the question. So you give them a good deal. Plan A, plan B, just like my tip was this week for you. And, uh, you know, offer them a deal if they don't. You hustle up and get it done and you'll find that they can get pretty pretty sharp they can get pretty snappy you just got to kind of up your standards so that'd be my tip for you is just kind of up your standards plan a plan b um like uh buck brandman says that good deal has an expiration date okay so uh when you offer them a good deal it's going to expire if they don't come through all right well, folks, it's been pretty good. I know I see there are a few more questions on here. We'll try to get to those next week. I'll write them down and and get to those first. But uh, I sure appreciate you guys jumping on here. It's a blessing to see so many of you on here asking questions and watching and following along. I I just love all of you. So thank you. Um, we got a lot of good clinics coming up. A lot of them are filling up kind of fast. So make sure you guys get your spots claimed when these clinics are coming up. And then. Um, if you're just barely kind of following along on these Mule Tip Tuesdays, we do this every Tuesday at 5, so long as I have service on my on my internet and I can get on here, I'll jump on here and do this live video every Tuesday this year for you. And uh, if you guys could, I'd love it if you'd leave us a review on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Send us an email. And then we got a new podcast out. And in fact, this will be on the podcast probably tonight, this Mule Tip Tuesday. So... When you guys are out cleaning the stalls, I see my buddy Christy Kovner on here. She likes to listen to the podcast while she's out cleaning her stalls. So be sure to check that out. It's called Everyday Mulemanship. And uh, again, if you guys are not subscribed to the newsletter, you're not getting the emails that we send out every Sunday with the Everyday Mulemanship Challenge, go to my website, tsmules.com. On the homepage, scroll down. And speaking of the challenges, I made a special page on my website just for you guys. So you can go back and watch those videos after. It does not have the articles that I write. Only the emails have the articles that I write about the challenges. So on my website, it's just the, the video clips. But tsmeals.com. Uh, 
Thank you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you next week.